Welcome to Jen and Juice. We are two sisters who grew up humbly in the trailer park and in Sunday school, where we weathered the storms of kitchen scissor bangs, purity culture, fundamentalism, culottes, flannel boards, and fellowship hall potlucks. We remain devout to Jesus as we continue to wrestle out our faith with fear and trembling. We hope to provide a safe space to have real, raw conversations about everything and nothing, this and that, the secular and the sacred, you know, the juxtaposition of all things life. We want to use what the Lord has given us. Snark, quick wit, hard-earned wisdom. We promise to show up wobbly on some days, strong on other days. We aim to be a refreshing palate cleanse in a world starving for hope and light. We're like therapy you can afford. Because we're free. So, welcome to Gin and Juice. We're We're here here to help help a sister and brother out. And welcome back to Gin and Juice. Hey, Juice. Hey, Jen. How are you doing today? I am good. We made it through Super Bowl Sunday. We did. Made it through Emery's 13th birthday weekend. Man, it was a whirlwind weekend. We had a lot of Taylor Swift this weekend in my world. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Never enough. All you haters. That's right. Hate is going to hate. That's okay? right. Just keep hating. <laughs> we don't care. We love her. Love her. Love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was fun. So we're from Kansas City. Yeah. So big Chiefs fans over here. Go Chiefs. And, and I so, went to Tech. Oh. So my homes oh, is my homie. Yeah. <laughs> we love us some, uh, some Patrick Mahomes yes. and uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, uh-huh. and Andy Reid, the precious, precious I know. We think coach. that he looks like our Uncle Lyle. Totally. Every time I see him, I'm like, Uncle Lyle, you're on TV. Maybe that's his real birth father. <laughs> <laughs> you Thank heard you, it 23 and me. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Andy reads our relatives. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, that's some good. Mm-hmm. We'll just make up that's rumors about our own family. <laughs> that's I like that, Jenny. I like it. Okay, so this week we are in which episode? This is episode 51, and we are continuing our Goals and Grace series. So just as a reminder, we started in January because we knew New Year, New Me, Resolution, all these things were, you know, obviously just go in, in tandem with January and a new year. That's right. But we're not so much a resolution people anymore Mm -mm. and new year new me was kind of like it's still the same old me that's right (laughs) but also we need to move forward yeah so it is a new year it's an exciting time and so um we started talking about goals because Mm -hmm. we all need goals but we also need grace with ourselves Mm -hmm. because sometimes we start a goal for Mm -hmm. whatever reason Mm -hmm. and then that goal just goes to S word. And so we have to uh, refocus, reshift. And um, yeah, so Jessica had this great thought about a goals and grace episode. Mm. Tell us about why you picked or what God was showing you, telling you mm-hmm. with this particular episode, because to me, this, the way you said it, I was like, that makes so much more sense and it makes me want to do things better yeah not because it's something to check off a list yes like a resolution i've got to i've got to do this by this time or even a goal right like this this principle that you're going to talk about it just it it hit my mind so differently than i've ever even 
thought about goals. Yes. So tell us about it. Okay. So, so where it starts for me is a disconnect with goals because goal is all about achievement. Right. Or missing the mark. Okay. Just feeling, feeling bad that we didn't hit the achievement. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I don't really like to like kind of set goals or resolutions, um, in recent years, but, uh, last year there was just this reoccurring theme that kept coming up every time, like I opened scripture and the Lord just kept bringing it to me again and again. And I kept seeing this all throughout scripture, but there's a biblical law or principle, um, and it's the, the biblical principle of sowing and reaping. And it resonated something new inside of me that means more and in, in kind of screams louder in my heart and in my head and in my drive than just a goal or a resolution. But the, um, the, the thought behind um, a biblical principle of sowing and reaping is every day, every step, every action we are planting in our lives for a future harvest. These are farming words. Um, and in scripture, the, the Hebrew people were, they were farmers. And so this would have been very much part of their regular everyday vernacular. And so uh, you take seed and you plant it and that's sowing. And when something grows, that's that's the reaping, the heart you go in and you reap the harvest, whatever grows is the harvest and you go in and you get to pull out that good. You benefit from it. That's right. You benefit. The harvest is the, the beneficial thing, but we can sow bad seed in our life, Mm -hmm. right? Every day, all the time. And we can reap from that as well. When, when we feel like we're in a season of everything's falling apart and, and you can kind of look backwards and see, well, that's because I sowed poorly mm-hmm. in that last season, and now I've got to reap this. Um, and so my question to myself has been every day, like, what am I sowing today? Mm-hmm. What am I planting today? Because ultimately, what's the harvest that I want in the future? Right. Like goal setting. Yes. Okay. I just think most people start the year with a, a physical health goal. Absolutely. And it's Let's just be real. We want to be skinny. Okay. Yes. I mean, let's just <laughs> call it what it is. All right. Summer's like, coming and I want to wear shorts. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're like, oh my gosh, is Jenny on crack because she's so skinny? I'm going to be like, oh my God, thank you. Oh my God, thank you so much for noticing. <laughs> also, crack is whack. That's right. But like that's that's the goal, right? Yes. That's the American dream is to be thin and yes. all this. And so that takes um, a lot of planning right. and all that. But like just goals in general, you what you sow you reap. You reap. Yeah. And so if it's, you set a goal for, for, you know, for a health goal, that's right. What are you doing to, to achieve that? Right. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Very right. Yeah. So what am I planting today so that, you know, by the summer, you know, I will achieve that, that harvest, mm-hmm. you know, I won't be pulling out a bathing suit and crying mm-hmm. Then I'll pull out a bathing suit and put it on and feel like, okay, I can do this. This yeah. feels great. You know, I feel good, you know, about who I am and where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Well, then I've got to do steps today to lead up to that. But for me, um, just because like the word of God is the authority of my life. Whenever I look at any kind of principle like this, um, just from a worldview, I, I, I don't, it doesn't hit in the same place for me as a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, just, oh, well, we're going to make a resolution or we're going to make a list of goals or a vision board. Okay, great. But for me, when I put on like 
biblical language around it, all of a sudden it takes a different authority. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just the way I'm shaped and and part of my calling as a Bible teacher that I love the research. And so in words, I'm a word person. Mm-hmm. And so words really matter to me in like a, a very significant and spirit-filled kind of a way. But the language around sowing and reaping holds so much more value and impact than goals and resolutions. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you said it and you were kind of like explaining it to me when we were planning all this, you were, it literally was like, whoa, like that's a totally, it, and maybe that is like the, the, you know, spiritual call to our hearts, but yeah. like, it's not just setting a goal to achieve it. That's right. You're literally working for a bigger purpose. Yes. Yes. Like, what am I, what am I planting? Mm-hmm. It, it, because what do I want to reap? Yeah. Or maybe you work backwards from that. What is it that you want to reap? And then we got to start planting today so that we reap that thing. And, you know, um, I think that's, that's the part that we have to kind of identify and take to the Lord in prayer is, as Jesus followers is Lord, these plans, these goals that we have, are they even from you? Right. Like you have the purpose of our life set before us. Like you've numbered our days, you know what you've called us to. And is this thing that I'm fixated on? Is it even the thing you want harvested in me? Mm, That's a good, good point. Right. So we got to pray through some of those things too, and ask the Lord to give us that, um, that mindset, that spiritual mindset to like focus on the thing that the Lord's called us to Mm -hmm. and give us that desire and that drive to work toward those things. Like, Lord, what is it the purpose that you have for me in this next season? Now help me be wise and discerning to plant so that I harvest that, Mm -hmm. so that I become that, so that lives and breathes in me one day. And so, which, Jenny, I liked what we talked about in the very beginning of this um, series, Goals and Grace, when you talked about um, identifying even a word or a principle, Mm -hmm. maybe inside of a family, like we're going to work on patience. Mm -hmm. And and I love that word too, because you're just talking about the fruit of the spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, um, self-control. These are the fruit of the spirit right? That's the good fruit. Like you can pray, Lord, grow those in me. That's in his will. Yeah. He will do that. Um, so when you say, okay, for maybe this quarter, me and our, our family, we're going to pray, um, and we're going to put patience in front of us. That's going to be the thing that we want to harvest. Mm -hmm. And so every day and everybody's like, don't pray for patience. (laughs) (laughs) Because guess what? You're going to, every day is going to be an exercise. Yeah. In patience, because that's how you're going to grow patience, mm-hmm. right? And so, or and let me get this backwards too. We're not doing the growing. That's right. Okay, we are doing the planting. It is God that does the growing, and we're going to get to that in Scripture. I'm going to show that to y'all in Scripture, but um, it, it's kind of taking those kinds of thoughts and deciding like this is these are the things that we want to harvest. Mm-hmm. I want to harvest freedom in this area. What do I need to plant then every day, every second, every minute, every, you know, whatever. Maybe it's not second by second, you know, but if you're the addict, it might be second by second. Absolutely. For, for a while, for a long while. Um, or, or maybe it's not that severe, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's something a little bit less. It's just little tiny tweaks in your days or your thoughts or some activity. Like, you know, I do need to be more active. I, I really do need to increase my steps for my heart health and mm-hmm. for my mind. And I need endorphin releases and 
So I need to increase from a 30 minute walk a day to an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, kind of like Amanda was saying in the um, episode with Amanda, with Lola and Tay, her saying, my no is going to be no without yes. an explanation. Oh, that was powerful. Oh my gosh. Every time I text something, when someone asks me to do something and the answer has to be no, I'm like, do I owe them an explanation? That has helped me so much. Me too. Like, it has helped me. It's convicting. So I'm like, it is. I don't owe them an explanation. No. Some people I do. <laughs> sure. And that, and, the, and you'll know that in yeah. your own heart and your being and your mind, you'll know that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just, no, thank you very much for the offer. You know, no, yeah, no, thank you at this point, you know, today, Mm -hmm. this week, this, this period of time. No, I loved that too. That was so freeing. And that's why we do this podcast. We want that kind of, we want to inform each other like that. Like Amanda telling us that that helped us. That was freedom for us as we move forward. Cause we both struggle with that. Oh yeah. (laughs) With a good no. My text messages are like, you know, four (laughs) paragraphs long and I'm like, Delete, 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 delete. Go back and delete it. <laughs> Me too, because we don't have to over-explain. I know. And it can just be, no. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank mm-hmm. you, Amanda, for Thank that, you. for teaching us that principle. So, um, so for me, it is putting on this mindset of planting and sowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, or excuse me, sowing and reaping, planting and sowing are the same thing, (laughs) (laughs) sowing and reaping. Um, and in scripture, and we've talked about this before, there is, uh, kind of a principle of the first mention, Mm -hmm. like where is this principle of sowing and reaping first mentioned in scripture and the thought about, uh, the thought behind the principle of the first mention is wherever something first appears in scripture is usually the simplest way to define it moving forward all through scripture. Keep it simple, stupid. That's right. Cause we, we do, we need to keep it simple. We do. And so we go to this, the very first time that sowing and reaping is ever mentioned in scripture and it's in Genesis chapter 26. And, um, Okay, so the land is in famine. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is famine everywhere. Crops are not growing. The people of God are are struggling because everybody's hungry. Yeah, there's, there's no McDonald's. That's right. There's no McDonald's and there's no crops growing. And so uh, Genesis 26 starts and it says there was another famine in the land in, in addition in addition to the one that had occurred in Abraham's time, like, like their people are going, we remember that last one. Yeah. Like they, they still haven't forgotten the last one. Okay. So whenever, like, here we go again. Right, so have you been around people who've, who've lived through scarcity? Like mm-hmm. true, like they lived through the great depression. Yeah. Scarcity that was real. If you know somebody who uses butter, the empty butter dishes as um, Tupperware. Yes. You have met them. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's our mothers, our grandmothers, <laughs> yes. our great aunts. And we love you. <laughs> and we love them. But they lived in true scarcity. They And, and even though like the boomers were not um, depression children, mm-hmm. that was not their generation. That was their mothers yeah. and their grandmothers. So guess what? They were raised with that influence over them. Absolutely. So that's what was modeled for them. And that's what they were taught. And so scarcity mindset um, comes with that. Mm -hmm. So when you have gone hungry and you remember the last time you went hungry, it does something different to you. Oh, yeah. Like rewires that brain. It sure does. So this is the scenario that people are in because they're in a famine and they still remember that last one. Mm -hmm. They still remember it. And it says, um, 
in Genesis 26, 1, and Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. Okay. These are not, these are not friendlies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Philistines, not friend, foe, foe, not friend. <laughs> um, in Gerar. Okay. This is the, the city, the place. And the Lord appeared to Isaac and said to him, do not go down to Egypt. Cause apparently they could go to Egypt and have reprieve. They could go to Egypt and Egypt was not in this famine. Hmm. He says, do not go down to Egypt, live in the land that I tell you about, stay in this land as an alien and I will be with you and I will bless you for I will give you all these land, all these lands to you and your offspring. And I will confirm the oath that I swore to your father, Abraham, and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky. I will give your offspring all these lands and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because Abraham listened to me and kept my mandate, my commands, my statutes and my instructions. So Isaac settled in Gerar, Gerar. I don't know how to say it. Harar, no. harar. So in other words, God called them to live in the place where the famine was. Mm, that's hard. Okay. So right here, like we are already seeing, like God does not always say, here's your escape. Like pull the chute. Here's your escape route. Yeah. He says, I will be with you in the famine. Mm-hmm. I will be with you in the scarcity. Will you trust me? Dang, that's hard. That's hard. Because I deserve... And I've already lived through the last one, and look what it did exactly. to my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting my my family through that now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we skip down and we go to verse twelve, um, Genesis twenty six twelve, and it says, "So Isaac does what the Lord says; he settles his family in this place where the famine is happening." And it says in verse twelve, "Isaac sowed seed in that land." And in that year, he reaped a hundred times what was sown. The Lord blessed him. And the man became rich and kept getting richer until he was very wealthy. He had flocks of sheep, herds of cattle, and many slaves. Sorry, that was the custom of the day. And that's that is gross. not prescriptive. That's that right. was the custom that's of the right. day. This is descriptive. Yep. We're not saying we should have slaves. This is just how scripture is describing what this meant. And all the Philistines were envious of him. Mm. So he stayed right there. He did what the Lord asked and God, God blessed him. And, and, and this is the law. This is the first mention of sowing and reaping that Isaac stayed in the place of the famine where the ground is not growing anything. And he planted seed and God grew a crop. See, and I love it because it's like a start of, it starts with obedience. Yes. Even in the face of adversity, even in the face of being pissed off and like, yep. no, I don't want to. Like most of the time in my life, I would love to say that when God tells me to do something I don't want to do, I'm like, yes, Lord, I'm your faithful servant. (laughs) Y'all have met me, some of (laughs) y'all. And I'm like, H, no, I don't want to. Yes. Like, no, that's uncomfortable, whatever. No, another plan, plan B, please. Yes. But man, it starts with obedience. It's like, okay, Lord, it's trust. It is. And in the act of, you told me to plant, I don't get it. I don't understand but you told me to do it. I'm going to plant, but God grew it. That's right. And you, you know, you, Isaac must've been planting seed and all his family is there planting seed with him. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have been just him. It would have been the whole family out there with, with dad, with grandpa, with, you know, yeah. planting seed together thinking he has lost his ever loving mind. Yeah. What is he doing? And he's going, God, you're going to have to do this. Like God, you are going to have to do this. Like your name is on the line here. Yeah. Um, because my family, 
thinks I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're, they're not, they're not seeing this. They, they didn't get the vision. They didn't get the call, but Isaac did. And it was his to obey. And then there was going to be exponential blessing attached to his obedience. Yeah. Cause he wasn't the only one blessed. Right. Like he was the obedient one. He was the one doing the work. And then everybody else reaped the, bl- the blessing. Everybody. Yes. Okay. So in the middle of this, we don't want to paint Isaac as a perfect person because I just skipped over um, Genesis 26 verses seven through 11. Okay. So after God tells Isaac, like plant in Gerar or Gerar, what are we, how are we saying it? Gerar. Gerar. And I think that's, I think, that's, I think it's accurate. Yeah. So he does. Well, then Isaac makes a big, big mistake because his wife, Rebecca, is gorgeous. And so he's they've planted in this new place. And um, Isaac's been there for a while. Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, looks down from the window and surprise, um, you know, he, he's kind of smitten with Rebecca. And, and Isaac's afraid that, oh gosh, like if he wants to take her as one of his concubines or his wives, and he knows that I'm, I'm her husband, then he'll kill me. So he lies and says, oh, she's my sister. Which is crazy because this happened to Isaac's daddy and mama too. That's exactly right. Come on. Abraham and Sarah. Let's break this off. This cycle of lying and deceit. That's exactly right. So Isaac and Rebecca are making out. As brother and sister do. <laughs> <laughs> and Abimelech looks down from his palace and sees this and <gasps> it's her Arkansas. <laughs> it would be modern day Arkansas. <laughs> her Arkansas. <laughs> You're so witty. Love it so much. I'm gonna get to heaven and God's gonna be like, girl. <laughs> Girl, girl, enough. <laughs> I love it. Apparently, the Hebrew language has a lot of. <laughs> it does. It does. Okay, so Abimelech calls for Isaac immediately, and he's like, "Hey, like she's your wife. Um, how could you say like she's she's my sister?" And Isaac says, "Well, because I thought you might kill me on account of her. Like you might kill me and want to take her as your own wife." And so Ab- Abimelech says, "What have you done to us?" <laughs> One of the people could have easily slept with your wife and you could have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech warned all the people, whoever harms this man or his wife will certainly be put to death. So like, because he knows like for whatever reason, like God's with this guy and his family, but in the middle of all this. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is be faithful and obey and God, there's going to, there's going to be a harvest. God's going to bless but you're not going to be perfect. Oh yeah. Isaac was not perfect. I was, I, Isaac lied. Um, he really, he left his wife in an extremely grossly vulnerable position where any of those men could have taken her, any of those high ranking officials. And, 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 and he sinned in this way and then blessing still came. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was sorry. He was sorrowful over, over his actions, but it's only after he got caught. Yeah. And, and the Lord still brings blessing because we, we want this very one plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. And we, we want it so badly to add up like that for the people of God. And there's only one who ever lived and ever donned the pages of our scripture who lived that life. And that is Jesus mm-hmm. alone. Yeah, that's it. That's it. 
And so when we're talking about like biblical marriage or biblical manhood or biblical womanhood, we just don't have great examples. I know. By and large, by and large. And so, but this is this, and people go, well, why would God include that in the Bible? I think so much of it is to show us because he blesses us despite us. Yeah. He is looking for faithful people though, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Isaac messed up in this way and yet he got that turned around and he was faithful to still plant seed and, and trust and obey God. Yeah. And God still brought forth a blessing. God did not go, well, look that that lie you told. Mm-hmm. Well, now that cancels out everything. I'm done with you. You and everybody will die That's because right. of your lie. That's no, right. He didn't no, do that. He didn't do that. So I want y'all to hear that because we're. I'm so uh, in, in Chris, inside of Christendom right now, there is just this propensity to be like, they have to be perfect. And I where in scripture other than Christ alone. Mm-hmm. Where is perfection? It's nowhere. It's him, yeah. him alone. Okay. So that's in Genesis 26, the law of the first mention. And now our weekly dose brought to you by Medical Center Health System. February is still happening and it is American Heart Month. Heart disease doesn't happen overnight. Our eating habits, sleeping schedules, stress level, exercise regimen, or lack thereof, and genetics all play a part in our heart health. It is important to know your numbers. Schedule a screening today. For only $75, we will provide the following screenings so you will know your numbers. Calcium score, blood pressure, weight, no thanks, body (laughs) mass index, cholesterol, and triglycerides. The $75 heart health checkup is available throughout the month of February, and we highly recommend this. You can schedule your heart health checkup by calling 432-640-2255, or you can go to mchodessa.com slash heart scan. We will link all this in our show notes. And now back to our show. Jess, I love that. I love this principle. And I love that it doesn't require perfect people. Yeah. It requires obedient people who are willing to do some hard work. Yes. Every day. Because yeah. it's not just planting the seed. You have to you have to work the land. You have to, you know, you have to till I mean, y'all, I'm pretending like I know farm things. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with words I, I and I'm like, ho. Oh, uh bucket. Uh <laughs> the only word I can come up with is ho. Oh. Uh, that tells you my level of farm skills. <laughs> I would be obsolete. <laughs> so your level of farming ability is what words? Ho. Okay. Bucket. I feel like ho came about in our 20s, in our early, I mean, okay. <laughs> and we weren't farming. We, we weren't, but we were sowing. We, we were sowing to some ursher. <laughs> Um, tilling? tilling, that's a farm word. Yeah, backhoe sure. uh, again. Oh, wow, <laughs> you are fixated on some hoe. <laughs> oh my, yes. Oh. But you're right. It it was every day getting out there and doing the work. Yeah, it, it wasn't just plant it and wait. Yes, they had to work the ground. There there was there was a process mm-hmm. in this, and so, and it was it it's hard work and hot. Yuck work, yucky, you know, like it's not fun, fun, easy work. It's hard work. Yeah. And then you got to pray for the rain, Mm -hmm. you know, and only the Lord was going to bring them 
that irrigation, you know? And so, and then the Lord was going to bring the growth. Mm-hmm. And, and he did. He was so faithful to do that. If the love month has found you less love struck and more with love handles, Flex 24 has you covered. Flex 24 is constantly evolving with additional amenities and equipment. Flex 24 offers its members exclusive access to a high-end fitness club. Finding the time to better your body is difficult for some of us. So Flex 24 has made it easier on you by giving you nonstop access to two clean, contemporary, and fully maintained 24-hour facilities. Yes, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the use of a key fob and secured door system. Whether you're looking to win the next bodybuilding competition, lose that last stubborn 10 pounds, or have never stepped foot in the gym, Flex 24 is the place for you. This is where Odessa builds better bodies. You can visit flex24fitness.com or check out the link in our show notes. Even if you haven't stuck to your goals, it's okay. Give yourself some grace and just get back to it. I just went to my first body pump class last night. They've added a new class on Monday nights. It used to be earlier. They've bumped it to 545 so we can all get off work and make it there. And I was there and it was ugly, but I did it. Good for you, Jess. That's right. So give yourself some grace and join us. And now back to our show. One thing I think that we often overlook in planting seasons is that planting in righteousness is hard work and it's often lonely work Mm. because sometimes God calls you to something that is so specific that you're like, but why? Like he may call you, okay, like we're in the beginning of Lent right now. Mm -hmm. Lent started um, yesterday. Fat Tuesday. Yes. Lent started on February 14th on Valentine's Day. And so this goes through Easter. And so like maybe the Lord calls you to fast something, but he doesn't call your spouse to fast that or fast anything. Right. But why? But Lord, why are you calling me to do this? Or, and maybe it's not a season of a fast. Maybe it's a Maybe the Lord like really gives you like deep, deep conviction about like rated R movies or something mm-hmm. or books or something that you that the Lord just says, no, you're not supposed to lay your eyes on that. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to read that. You're not supposed to listen to that. Isn't that crazy how in a season of fasting, it mirrors a season of blessing in other people's lives when we're like, why don't you call them to this fast? But also, why are you blessing them? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. You're, you're telling me to, you know, to stay away from this right. or to, you know, to give this up for a season. And they're doing more and getting more. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. And and that's where you have to fix your eyes on the Lord yeah. and not become embittered, you know, and just go, okay, you're, you're setting me apart for the season. Thank you for it. Also, help me not to become um, a Pharisee and yeah. think I'm better than everyone and self-righteous and, um, you know, and judge them because mm-hmm. like, Lord, you're telling, you know, this person, they can't drink wine, but that person, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Or this person can't read that book, but that person, it, it seems okay. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like this person doesn't feel comfortable going to that place to for that concert and for them, it's okay. Like why? Mm-hmm. And, and instead just going, okay, Lord, I accept that. And also I'm not going to judge anyone around me mm-hmm. for whatever you've called them to, whether they're obeying or not. I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on you, but it can be very lonely. Oh yeah. <laughs> very oh, yeah. lonely. Um, 
Matthew 9, 35 through 38 tells us that the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. It's meaning we have to come alongside, you know, the Lord in this process. And so the harvest is always going to be plenty. There's plenty to pick up and carry, but the work is hard. Oh yeah. And the workers are few. So like get in there, mm-hmm. you know, like get back to your Bible reading, get back to getting in the gym, get back to adopting that word in your family that you've already forgotten. Right. You know, like what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. get back to it, get back to that daily work. Um, because there's harvest there. Like the harvest is coming. Yeah. Like it's it's coming and it's it's gonna be good or bad based on what we sow right now. And so be one of the workers. Yeah. Be a worker in the field. Um Psalm one twenty six, five and six says, Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They will weep as they go to plant their seed, but they will sing as they return with the harvest. And Jenny and I always like to just acknowledge that you may be planting in a season that the planting is your tears. Mm-hmm. Like you've lost a marriage or you've lost a job or you've lost a parent, a you've child. a child. And it may be not in death, but in just a relationship that is just dying or mm-hmm. dead or gone. And and you you're thinking, I cry every day. Yeah. I cry that this is my season of planting in tears. This is the promise in Psalm 126, five through six, that you will harvest with shouts of joy. It's coming. Mm -hmm. You will sing as you return with a good harvest. It's coming. Um, And I always think about, you know, our, our season of infertility Mm -hmm. and, and your season of divorce Mm -hmm. and just the heartbreak of, Am I ever going to hold a living baby in my arms that's my own? Yeah. And and what if I don't? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, is any man ever going to love you again? <laughs> Jury's still out. <laughs> As I sit here looking at my gorgeous sister, who, of course, oh of course, someone was going to love her again, you know, and but that those those are hard. I mean, when you're in it, oh, you're yeah. thinking, oh, yeah, nope, never. Yeah. I'm going to die an old troll under the bridge, childless, husbandless. With my dogs. Yeah. If they, if they even stick around, they'll probably find someone else they like better. <laughs> you know, but yeah. I mean, there's there can be just real true seasons mm-hmm. of it. You know, you didn't get in the school. Your, your top pick, you didn't get in. And yeah. you're just finding it out. And the plan has changed. You know. Your goal didn't, wasn't met. That's right. It did not come to realization. So, but, but this is promise mm-hmm. that. Set your heart on the Lord. Let Him be with you in it. Let Him be with you in the scarcity yeah. of the moment, in the grief and the heartbreak and the shakeup of it, and and you will harvest with shouts of joy. Mm-hmm. You will sing a new song one day. Um, sowing and reaping implies a waiting period, which I hate. Oh my gosh, the waiting is awful, awful. I am such a bad waiter. Well, because then like in the waiting period, you're like all the scenarios start playing out in your mind. Oh, yeah. Of, well, what if this? Well, did I did I hear God right? Did I? (sighs) Was I really supposed to do this? You know, kind of thing. Because you don't see the the harvest sprout up from the ground. Yep. It's literally days, months, sometimes years. That's right. Sometimes decades. Yes. (laughs) In real, I mean, not like harvest, but yeah, like again farming yes <laughs> farm word oh 
in first Corinthians three, six, Paul said, he said, I planted Apollo swattered, but God gave the growth. Mm -hmm. And so this just shows that process of when you plant, like, don't ever come on y'all do not take credit for the growth. No, please. Please, because you're going to reap some something else. Mm -hmm. You're going to reap some humility. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Because the Lord's going to plant your face down for a little bit. So you get it. Um, Because we sow, but God grows. Mm -hmm. And and I want to say that again. That's a sticky statement. Remember that we sow only God grows. He gets all the glory for the growth. Um. And also, here's a truth, too, that comes out of Scripture. You can sow and and um, sowing and reaping can be done for righteousness and for unrighteousness. You choose. You uh, want to read this absolutely. verse out of Hosea? Yep. Hosea 8, 7. They have planted the wind and will harvest the whirlwind. Ooh. <sighs> Say it again. They have planted the wind and will harvest the whirlwind. Hosea I mean, 8, 7. Uh-uh. Chills. Dang. Is that not convicting? Yeah. Like, I do not want to harvest a whirlwind. And when I think about whirlwind, I think about the story of Job, because in my chronological Bible, I've been in Job Mm -hmm. right now. And and the the wind that comes and and collapses the house down on his children at the very beginning of Job and that kills all of his children, it called it a whirlwind. So Mm -hmm. like a F5 tornado. Like I think of the new movie Twisters coming out with Glenn Powell. Oh, you're just thinking about Glenn Powell. Maybe white shirt, cowboy hat. (laughs) (laughs) That man is a boosiful. Boosiful. What does he say? You don't um, tackle your fears, you ride them. You ride them. My list of fears just got different. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho. Yep. Back to the Bible. Yes, back to the Word of God. <laughs> They've planted the wind, and they will harvest the whirlwind. And that's a promise too. Like, uh huh. Mm, watch what you watch. Watch what you plant. That's right. Watch your words. Mm-hmm. Watch your thoughts. Your actions. Your daily. Your daily little. Oh, this doesn't matter. It does. It totally does. It does. It does. It does. It does. Um, I had a friend and we were just talking this week about some news that had come up and we, it was like kind of world news and we were talking and sharing and she just got to a point in the conversation and she was like, you know what? I don't feel like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this anymore because she felt like there was a level of, is this gossipy, you oh, know, yeah. about public, this public story, public figures, etc. And I was like, wow, good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's amazing that, because I think with women and when we're talking and even when we're in innocence, because she and I were just in innocence, just kind of dissecting yeah. this story layer by layer and trying to understand. And then it got into kind of this personal level of the story. And she was like, nope, for me, like, can't go there. I can't go there. And I so respect her for that. And, um, and just as a word to my own heart, and my own self, that I just want to respect people in their stories and their daily lives and be so careful, like not to jump into the gossip. It's so easy. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And not just for the ladies. Men are just as bad. Oh my gosh. Trust me. Mm. <laughs> my husband does hair for a living and oh my gosh, the men will just sit and tell him that now he does not come home and tell me anything. Brad mm-hmm. Phillips is a vault, mm-hmm. but he knows everything. <laughs> He knows if he writes a book, we're all, we're all done for y'all. This whole town is going uh, up to in flames. Be in a up whirlwind. in flames. Yes. So 
you know, but I just thought about that, that like, don't pl- even plant your words yeah. in the wind. And I just think gossip falls into that in the wind. Oh yeah. Cause it gets, it carries a, a harvest is coming for oh, you yeah. in a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. So let's be careful in that. So my favorite verse is um, out of Galatians 6, 9. This is the verse that I, I pull out my mantra, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we say that often. We'll put we'll post that even with all of our gin and juice stuff. It's like, keep going. Keep doing that thing that is in front of you to do. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to quit. Man, we all are giver-uppers so oh, easily. Yeah. So easily. And so National I just, Give Up Day was already in January. That's right. <laughs> It's true. It right? What was it? January 17th? I think so. Yeah. 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 So this verse has been my own mantra to me for that give up voice just to tell it to shut up. Mm-hmm. But it's Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. Uh, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Mm-hmm. And so like, do you want to be well? Do you want to be free? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to be more patient? Do you want to be more gentle? Do you want to be more kind? Do you want to be, hey, do you want to be more successful financially? That's great too. Yeah. Like, don't give up. Yeah. Keep going. Keep sowing, like sowing and going for me mm-hmm. and God will do the growing, but we have to do our part. And that's, you got to keep showing up every day for your own life in this faithful step after step. In the mundane, when nobody sees, when it feels lonely, when it feels sad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it feels hard, when it feels like everybody else is being blessed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just absolutely pointless. Yeah. Pointless. Oh, that's a word. And you you just got to keep going, whether it's your marriage or with that kid who's driving you crazy or the homework assignments. Oh, (laughs) you know, like whatever it is, just like keep going. Like keep, you know, fixing your eyes on the Lord and, and there will be a harvest. Absolutely. It's coming. So Absolutely. that's that was my whole thing about sowing and reaping. That Absolutely love it. And I love here, too, that you have in your notes that you didn't talk about. It says, what must you plant in order to harvest good fruit? Because before you said, you know, you can plant righteousness or unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. So the good fruit, you know, the fruits of the spirit, you've already talked about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Mm-hmm. So read your list of what you can plant to get a good harvest. Because mm-hmm. I... I like what your list is here. Plant righteousness, plant forgiveness, plant hope, plant love, plant serving, plant giving, plant repentance, and plant perseverance. And all those are biblical. They are biblical. They're godly. They're like, this is what Jesus is saying. If you want to be more like me. Yeah. Here's what you do. That's right. Righteousness, forgiveness, hope, love, service giving repentance and perseverance mm-hmm. you are going to reap a good harvest from any and all of those that you plant yeah. yeah yeah so there's a little new take on goals yes that i absolutely love because it's like we're sowing because yes. we're going to reap one day that's Who, right what are we going to reap yeah some hoes <laughs> We've already done that, and we have we have planted in repentance, and we have reaped some righteousness and forgiveness and deliverance That's in that. Right. Praise Amen. the Lord! That's why we can laugh about it. We laugh at what the enemy meant to use to destroy Amen. us, and that's what's going to happen for so many people. We believe that for whatever you've cried over, mm-hmm. like maybe it's maybe you would be embarrassed to say, "Well, I cried over my weight," or "I've cried over." 
you know, whatever it is that you feel like is so silly, it matters. It matters to the Lord. Yeah. It matters to the people that love you. It matters to us. It matters to us. You're in good company. If you Amen. Crowd over the stupid things. That's right. Air quote stupid. That's right. Yeah. So we just want to encourage you that you keep sowing yeah. and you keep going mm-hmm. and God will keep growing the good harvest and you will come back with a basket full of harvest, whatever that is. Like, I'm just thinking like this woman carrying a basket full of hearts Uh (laughs) (laughs) and it's like the love basket, like, or whatever, you know, it's like, she's just, and she's singing Mm -hmm. a joyful and sharing and sharing Mm -hmm. that exactly. Cause the harvest is never just for us. Isaac's harvest was not just for him. That Mm -hmm. was for his whole family, which was a nay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was going to turn into a nation, right? So this is that that's what it means. It's not just for us. It's for everyone around us. That's right. We well, love you. We love you. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for sharing your time with us. You can follow us on Instagram at jenandjuice.ig and on Facebook at jenandjuice. And I'm Jenny. You can follow me on Instagram at JennyHill.ig. That's Jenny with the J and an I. And I'm Juice, a.k.a. Jessica. You can follow me on Instagram at JessicaPhillips.ig. We can't wait to meet you here again next week as we continue these conversations where, as always, we're here to help a sister and brother out. Peace out, dudes.